boom, 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 boom. On my keyboard. My computer's going so slow. Finallyfast.com, Will. Huh? Finallyfast.com. What's that? Makes your computer faster. No, it Is that like the website that lets you download RAM to your computer? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 136th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today, I have the ever-delightful Will. That's me. Um, I feel like a million mysterious minds are controlling every action and move that I take, (laughs) and that's why I've ended up in this place I have ended up in my life. Left, left, up, left, (laughs) A. And uh, that that delightful laugh you hear there is the the bearing of the helix fossil, Mr. Travis. Yeah, I've been you know from being sick and then having to write papers and things. I've been uh, off of the show for a while and I haven't really been able to even listen to it. But just based on Twitter, um, I'm guessing that if I just said peanut butter bidoof, that'd get a good response. Boom. So there's Ooh, that. I don't know like, what it means. Ooh. But there it is. I'm guessing healthy living still a thing. <laughs> nope. Fill me in. Fried chicken and French fries is a thing. Mm. Oh, is that the new diet? <laughs> That's the new style here. I want to give a shout out to all our Twitter followers who captured Badoofs, named them peanut butter, and then tweeted at us. We had at least a handful. I want to say six or seven of you guys that went out of your way. One of you guys, and I'm sorry I don't have your name in front of me, caught a shiny Badoof. And named it peanut butter. All I'm well, I would like to give an unshout out to all the people who did not take a dab of peanut butter and carve a Bidoof out of it, like I asked. <laughs> no, no one did that. No one did that. That is true. Uh, before we dive into the show, uh, Travis, how are you been? How is your Pokemans? I'm good. Pokemans have been really pokey well. Are you still training slash heading to the uh, video game championships this summer? Yeah, I'm planning. I'm still ironing out my team. I'm starting to do breeding for it, though. Do we have a sneak peek of said Pokemon on your team? Um, it's like Crocodile, um, Washrodom, uh, Megasizor's in there, um, Mr. Mime is in there. It's a fun crew. Oh, Megasizor. Yeah. I thought Kangaskhan was the thing. Mega Kangaskhan. Not, it's, it's, not, it's, not even it, Mega, just regular Kangaskhan yeah. kind of thing, right? Um, so Mega Kangaskhan is very good, but it's way better in singles than it is in doubles. Um, the main reason is that um, it doesn't hit twice in spread moves, like Rock Slide, Earthquake. Oh, I feel you. So well, it would in singles, but it, when it when it's in doubles or triples and it's a spread it, do- it doesn't it's ability parental bond doesn't activate so it's not quite as good you can still do like stone edge or rock tomb or that sort of thing 
uh, for your rock move, but your rock slide is not going to be boosted by parental bond, so it's sort of a wash. That was a, that's an interesting choice. Obviously, Pokemon definitely thought about that. Yeah. Will, how is your berry farming? Are you still waking up every morning to farm? Uh, no, I've switched over to National Pokedex completion, so I've, I've let the berries kind of go fallow for a bit while I very painstakingly select Pokemon from black to or from white to and move them through the transporter to the Pokemon bank down to my copy of Pokemon Y and then figure out which ones I need to breed so that I can get a full national Pokedex. And then I sit there and cry because I look at Manaphy and know that I will probably never own a Manaphy. I can get you one. Huh? I could get you one. A real one? Uh, I mean, I got it from a trade back in Gen 4, so if you, if the person said it was legitimate, I think Isn't that's there, like, legitimate a website for you. Isn't you can use to check, though? You can do PokeCheck, yeah. yeah. I can do that. Hmm. Check it out. I don't have one, Will. I don't have much. I have a Genesect. That's good, right? Uh, no. Um, the, th- <laughs> the thing is, Genesect. It's gonna suck. That's right. I might be able to get a mana fee for I, if I buy a completely sealed copy of um, Pokemon Ranger, the first game, because in the sequel games it was done as an event during a certain time period, and you had to like internet check to see if the event was available. But I think in the first game, if you just type in a code, it unlocks the mission to get you the mana fee egg. Uh, so I'm gonna see if I can maybe do that. Are you, I don't know. are you just filling the Pokedex or do you want like do you want that Pokemon in your box for completion? Or are you just want I, I, I know I want to own one. Okay, got it, got it. I would be the same way. I wouldn't want to just trade and trade back. And, and yeah, I'm not my problem is not only do I want to own one, but I don't trust anybody. I don't trust you people not to be pokegenning things and like throwing me a hacked Pokemon and be like, ah, I got you will a, to take a hacked Pokemon. See what I did there? I was going to say that the last Pokemon thing I was really doing was Bank, and then I stopped because I started playing Bravely Default, which I feel like most of Twitter is playing. Uh, But the reason I brought that up is because we didn't get Travis's opinions about Pokemon Bank, whether you used it or not. Uh, I haven't used it yet. Oh, no! There's, yeah. Whoops. But I've heard that people like it and that other people don't like it yeah will, will and i were pretty harsh on it uh last week or the yeah last week uh we were uh-huh. pre- we were pretty harsh but i mean it does its job it's there i think will and i are two of the very few people in the world that will probably use it past the 30 days yeah i wonder how um how like f- for for the people who are disappointed by it or at least disappointed by the functionality of it i wonder how much better that response would have been if it would have come out on the day it was announced to come out. Oh, no, I think Steve would have still found something wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of his way of operating there. Sure. Yeah, if there's if it, if it was good, we wouldn't have much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I would, ha- I would still have the same reserves about it that I do. I think Twitter would be more ups- accepting of it, but... But frankly, all the people that were complaining on Twitter shut up pretty much instantly, and they didn't really complain about the functionality of it, which I was expecting. It it was pretty much kind of like a, 
all right, it's here. We're all going to shut up and use it and probably never talk about it again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's better than seeing more and more complaints come through. Because really, if you want complaints, you've listened to It's Super Effective. Yeah. We got them here. It's Super so Complainy. We might get all of our Pokemon pronunciation names wrong, but at least we complain. <laughs> at least we complain. And somehow we encourage you guys to catch useless Pokemon and name them ridiculous things. It's all part of a master plan. Speaking of master plans, we're going to move into our news. Oh, I thought you were going to move into that Oasis song, The Master Plan. Oasis. Was there a song? What, I, I thought I, they only had Wonderwall. Yeah, I thought it was just Wonderwall. <laughs> Will, oh, can you man. sing us some Wonderwall? Uh, two days gonna be the day something <laughs> blah blah blah. I was not a big Oasis fan. Uh, it was By now, time, you should have somehow realized what you're not to do. God, that makes me I so don't sad that, that anybody college when Oasis was big and you guys <laughs> were in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were our Wonderwall. Oh. <laughs> I must prefer the, um, there's actually a band called Travis uh, and they have a sort of a response song to Wonderwall, which is a much better song. And Travis is a very good band. Firewall? Uh, no. Hmm. Mm. Mm. It's a missed opportunity there. <laughs> it really, it really is. Hey, some exciting news that happened uh, a couple days ago. Nintendo had this thing called a Nintendo Direct. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's directed for us directly. That's and where they get really, really handsome guys from Nintendo of America to present games for the Wii U. <laughs> that's when we all get super excited to see Reggie and uh, there is no Reggie in the last Nintendo Direct which is probably why Travis didn't watch it I just knew something was off <laughs> you knew that your body wasn't ready to yeah, see that one I was, in, I was in class at the time and then I just never got back to to watching it something about, yeah, you, something about Pokemon happened yeah something Pokemon did happen and fun fact, I always watch Nintendo Directs twice. I always watch it on my computer, and then I watch it when I get home on my couch on the Wii U, which legs like crazy. Wait, I was just going to say, your couch plays videos? Uh, yes. When I sit on it, it just pops up with uh, stuff like uh, Pokemon Battle Troze. Troze? Troze. Troze! Troze. Uh, this is the sequel to, was it a Game Boy Advance game? I thought it was a DS game. Yeah. Oh, then I just dropped I the ball. I think it's ooh, DS. Ooh, 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 just dropped the ball. Uh, yeah, it's a sequel to a DS game, and it is a puzzle game. And the closest puzzle game that most people would probably know that it's similar to would be Candy Crush. Or if you're a little bit older than 14 years old, you would know that it would be similar to Bejeweled. Bedoofled? <laughs> Bedoofled? Good one. Oh. So in Pokemon Battle Troze, you must uh, match the same Pokemon form among all the Pokemon. All 718 are in this game. And you must uh, match them on the lower screen, and then stuff will happen on the top screen, a.k.a. like you can catch wild Pokemon or battle Pokemon. So you need to line up at least three Pokemon in a row to clear that Pokemon from the box, that will send out an attack to reduce HP of a wild Pokemon, and then when it reaches that, when the HP reaches zero, you will be able to catch that Pokemon, or as they say, troze that Pokemon. Do they really say that? <laughs> I, what, does, 
I'm on Pokemon.com. Not making this up. What does Troze mean? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but, <laughs> but I can tell you it comes out March 20th. The verb to Troze. What happens to Troze? I mean, uh, nothing. I, the first Google search for Troze is Pokemon Troze. And you are right. It was released in the Nintendo DS on, on March 6, 2006. In the United so there States. you have it. That was really eight years ago. Yeah. Ugh. Hey, Nintendo Power gave it an eight point five, and Game Informer gave it an eight point two five. Game Informer said it was both charming and challenging. <laughs> so, are you too excited for this? Are you guys puzzle fans? Because I'll put it out there. I love, I love me some Tetris variants. Well, but this isn't a Tetris variant. This is a Bejeweled variant. Well, Bejeweled is like a variant. Everything is a variant. Uh, I'm going to stop you there, Steve. I mean, at the point where they both have like small pieces, it's like, I mean, like a Scrabble. Is <laughs> and not and a it's played on a grid. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in the world is a Tetris variant. I there think are things I'll that be getting, fall. Yeah. I think I'll be getting the new Troze. I didn't play the original, but it's one that I've always wanted to play because I do like puzzle games, but I never ended up picking it up, so I think the new one will be a good way for me to be able to do that. Well, are you going to Troze? I think I actually will be Trozeing. Yes. It is because I, I, I did like that, that other game, which I keep talking about and I can never remember, a puzzle quest where you like had battles by doing the bejeweled part of it and then so if it's similar to that then I'll, I'll really like it yeah so it's like a story and bejeweled did any of you play pokemon puzzle league the first pokemon puzzle game at all no. No. travis travis did yeah i'm not good but i like it yeah it's a decent game there was yeah, a it's cool. It was a very heated Pokemon Puzzle League match at Midwest Gaming Classic a couple years ago. I wonder, really tell, I wonder how many times we can tell that story on this show. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Will, you've never heard that story? I don't think so. Oh, it was just like, yeah, you can play two players on the Nintendo 64. It's just, it's just like Tetris Attack where when you complete a line, it sends like bricks down on theirs. So they got to work to clear those bricks. Otherwise, of course, when it gets to the top of the screen, you lose, like Tetris, Tetris variant. And this guy like came into the room at Midwest Gaming Classic. It was like the first day we we had it set up, and he was like, "I'm the best puzzle league player ever, and I've never been defeated." And Aaron was like, "Oh, Steve's really good at it. I bet I bet you can't beat Steve." <laughs> and uh, then we played, and we like formed a huge crowd around me and this dude I've never met, who is the world's greatest Pokemon puzzle league player for. At least he said so. And I won by, like, literally a second difference in time because uh, we went back and forth. And he was like, oh, that was the first time I've ever lost. And then just <laughs> walked right out. And no. just <laughs> So I'm, I'm very proud of my Pokemon puzzle skills, but I don't think, I don't think they will provide me with a real, real world use. No, man. In this time of the Olympics, it is split-second differences that make winners from losers. That's right. That guy is like the AZ of the uh, <laughs> of the Puzzle League world. It's like he just like wanders in. He's like twenty feet tall, and he's just like, 
I would like to battle. <laughs> so it's like nothing else. Fluet. Oh man, that's incredible. Uh, what else do we have in news? Uh, Pokemon officially announced the mythical Pokemon Deance, which I believe Deance maybe Deance, and maybe I just think of Beyonce, and then I think it rhymes with Beyonce. Well, except that there's an I in there. Yeah, but Beyonce has like a Y, so Beyonce, Deance, like it has that good not, rhythm. Not in the same place. But Anyways, I, whatever. I wouldn't know how else to say it, Will. Diancy? Yeah, that doesn't sound as cool. Maybe. <sighs> it is a rock fairy Pokemon for the for our listeners. And it is appearing in the new Pokemon movie this summer in Japan, if I'm not mistaken. And it has the ability Clear Body, which Travis will tell us what that does. It makes it so that you cannot take stat drops. Did you like how I just didn't even know that was Deancey's ability? But you know. And, and just knew, just could just pull Clear Body. That's because Metagross has the ability Clear Body. Metagross doesn't really have that good of a ability selection, so Clear Body was the one that you usually ended up going with over Light Metal, I think is the other one? Which, like, has your, um, your weight, like, wowie. <laughs> wowie. Wise words from Travis. Uh, Deontay was one of three Pokemon that the, uh, one dude reverse-engineered, and mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the other ones. It was that, like, Ghost Hoopla. Hoopla, yep. Hoopla. And uh, Water Leviton, dude. The the water, fire Volcanion. water. Vo- yeah, Volcanion. Volcanion and Hoopa. Did we, t- have we talked about those on the show before? Or have we considered them spoilers and avoided doing no, so? No, we did talk about them, I want to say, four or five episodes ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe we just Travis, Travis wanted to speed through them, so he ignored the fact that we were actually talking about them. Oh wow! Oh yeah, that was when uh, that was when it was the Pokemon Plus and Minus information. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't stuff wasn't right, was it? No, 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 no. But it was it, like that news came out the same week or whatever. Oh, it didn't come out the yeah. same week, but Poke Beach finally featured it because we didn't want to we didn't want to talk about it too early, but then. It was already on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, recapping here. That's what we do. Uh, so there was also some uh, new Pokemon card shown for our TCG listeners. It looks like uh, the Pokemon company is favoriting Charizard once again. Uh, the next set coming out, which I believe is in May, is called Wild Blaze. And uh, it will have two different Charizard EXs. It will have um, a full art Lissandre. Lissandre. Now look, now look. I see what you're trying to do. You, you just like segued right into the TCG without giving me a minute to talk about my thoughts about Diancy. <laughs> and I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to confuse me so you talk about the TCG for like an hour and a half about a thing I don't even play. But I'm going to talk about Diancy because I think Diancy's cool. I think it's cool that it has some relation to Carbink. That's interesting. I think its design is cool. I think the colors are cool. Okay, now you can talk about the 
pocket monsters trading card game. <laughs> I'll just fall asleep like I usually do. Pocket monsters trading card <laughs> the pocket game. Pocket monsters. Well, you already got it wrong because not only are there two Charizard EX, but there's two Mega Charizard no, EX as well. I, I did drop the ball there. I did. There's one dragon and one fire. Uh, yeah. They also have a Gudra card and a Gumi and a Sligu, obviously. Uh, but I just wanted to touch on that they have like the set of trainer cards, uh, scared, uh, Sacred Ash, Flame Torch, and Blacksmith, because we all know the Blacksmith from Pokemon X and Y. Uh, <laughs> they have these three cards that are designed to help pretty much a fire deck, and the only fire deck you would probably really want to build in this format would be uh, Mega Charizard EX. Really, the only reason I'm talking about is talking about this is to point out that Pokemon Company loves Charizard, and they're pretty much dedicating a whole TCG set to it. So that's not cool at all. Now, and we pretty much know that Charizard is one of the worst Pokemon ever. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I mean, that's definitely one of the worst fire types because it's not Cyndaquil. It's it's cool that Charizard got I know only two Mega Evolutions and Venusaur and Blastoids got left out with only one. I mean, that's cool and all, and Charizard finally got its dragon type. That's also cool, and it got a whole, like, anime series of four episodes dedicated to it. That's cool as well, but this TG, this TCG set is really crossing the line. You know, you, right now, you sound like me when I go to my shrink, and I'm, like, trying to justify other people's actions against me. <laughs> It's like, yeah, my father never appreciated the fact I was in school plays, and that's fine. And my <laughs> never, you know, really supported my love of reading, and you know that's fine. Yeah. So, so, so hmm. Charizard is your dad? No, Charizard, Charizard is your dad. Steve. Um, I find it Charizard hard to handle all of this. <laughs> Charizard. Uh, so let me actually yeah. just say something slightly meaningful about these um, scans of new cards is that uh, I mean, the Lister supporter is actually a replacement for uh, Pokemon Catcher. And uh, in a way that they don't have to do. So, they, you know, they ruined Pokemon Catcher by making you require you to flip a coin for it to work. This is true. Um, and what Pokemon Catcher does is it lets you select one of... Uh, your opponent's benched Pokemon and make it their active Pokemon, kind of forcing them to do that. So with Lysander, you don't have to flip a coin, and you're, um, you can force your opponent to um, switch one of their... You, you select one of their benched Pokemon to become their opponent's active Pokemon, but um, since it's a supporter, you can only play it once during your turn, and you can't play any other supporters. So you can't Juniper and Lysander in the same turn. That's right. So it's just an interesting way to sort of take away the probability coin flip part of Pokemon Catcher while uh, allowing you know you to not not allowing it to be overpowered. As it had been. Oh my God, Travis just fell over onto his keyboard. I, I let me just save myself here. I mean, I may have made a loud sound by kneeing my table, which also caused a significant amount of pain. I'm going to save myself by pretending to know about the TCG. So do you think anyone is going to use Lysander? Because um, I know, the little I know about the TCG to, like has told me that like the most important part of the game is refreshing your hand and getting a new hand all over again, um, which supporters are usually the thing that do that. Um, 
is it worth sacrificing that ability to do um, this this switching shenanigan? I would if uh, if somebody was playing a Lugia deck, I would see them running one or two of these cards. Uh, for our listeners, Lugia has an ability uh, which is slipping my mind, but pretty much if it overflow has, overflow, yep. So if Lugia knocks out a Pokemon. Uh, in the card game, it gets two prizes instead of one, and if it knocks out an EX, it gets three prizes instead of two. Um, so I can see somebody having one or two uh, Lysander cards so that when Lugia's ready, they can catch her up what they need to do to win the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also, for supporters, um, I think most people try to average around 12 supporters in their deck. So four of them are going to be either Juniper or Sycamore, which is that full hand refresh. Four of them are going to be, like, N, I, I guess, if people continue playing N, um, or Colrus, which is a hand refresher, or Shauna, which is a hand refresher, a little safer than N. And then the other four... Uh, people will sometimes they'll do Skyla. Some people don't like Skyla, so they might do a Lysander or something. That's something that's more of a utility supporter versus a hand refresher supporter. If that makes any knowledge, <laughs> yeah, knowledge has been created. That's what we're all about on this show. It's we're, true. We're about creating meaning. About creating a void that you guys can't get anywhere else. There you go, a dark void. Since we had... uh, (laughs) So we covered a bit of news for you. We felt here at Pokemon Podcast that we haven't talked enough about the video game. So what we're going to do is, when we come back from our break, we're going to dedicate a whole segment to the video game. And you guys are really going to like it. And then we're going to uh, take another break and run down uh, a couple of reviews that you guys left us, and we'll tackle Pokemon of the Week, and we'll wrap it up. But uh, for now, listen to some sweet music, and we will be right back. And we are back from our break, and uh, we forgot one bit of news, so we're going to tackle that real quick before we dive into our video game stuff. The uh, Pokemon uh, Music Super Collection Ruby and Sapphire uh, was released this past week, and so for all of you Hoenn lovers that are still demanding a remake that you'll never get, you can download this music. Hoenn confirmed. How old are people that like... Gen three? Are they like, are they like just getting into high school? Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I um, I would say about nineteen twenty. Yeah. Really? No, yeah. I think they're a little bit younger. So I, when when I ran a Pokemon League uh, about six, eh, less than six months ago, uh, some little kid was just talking my head off about Pokemon, and I was like, "What was your first Pokemon game?" And he was like. Uh, he was like, Ruby and Sapphire? And I was like, oh, you never played Red or Blue? Or, and he was like, what's Red and Blue? No clue that Pokemon... And then you were like, hashtag 90s kid. Red and Stimpy. Um, those sodas with the little balls in Surge. them that they had in the 90s. Wonder Balls. Balls. Sticky things. Um, I gotta make a Facebook page about this. Well, let's see. So, 
in all seriousness, Red and Blue got remade, and then they used the music from the remake, and then Gold and Silver got remade, and they used that music. But this music was not from a remade thing. And we'll obviously see that with Diamond and Pearl as well. Why? You, I want to meet the generation of kids that started with Diamond and Pearl and see if they're complaining about a remake. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, right? Um, don't they deserve one, too? Well, no, because you can play that on a 3DS. That's what I'm saying. You can, you can technically move Pokemon from Ruby and Sapphire to a 3DS. I mean, let's let's be it takes um, a while. accurate here. It's Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, because some of us are Emerald players. Um, Was that your first yes. game? Uh, no. No, we know. Uh, wait, wait, let's, 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 let's not put the cart before the horse here. In doing so, in calling it, does that mean that when we're talking about the fifth generation, in, unless we're using the term the fifth generation... We have to t- we have to say black white black two white two pocket pocket monsters black version pocket monsters white version pocket monsters black two version or no pocket monsters black version two pocket monsters white version two Gen five yes the worst naming scheme okay. at least or, when in Gen three I can say ruby sapphire emerald Gen five just what w- what Travis just said was ridiculous I like to call it. The Unova series. I don't think just a, a thousand cricketunes just. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Except that is that. not the sound that they make. We all know that the sound they make is terrifying, and I will not try to recreate it. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's defend uh, the Hoenn people just for a second. Uh, their only justification for I'm not defending them at this point. Give me a minute. The only justification why they feel a remake is deserved is because. The first two games have gotten remade. And they think that there's all these hints in Gen 5 and Gen 6 that, oh, Hoenn's definitely coming because this trainer in an alley told me that he came from Hoenn. <laughs> but just to point out, the only reason that Ruby, or that Red and Blue and Gold and Silver got remade is because there was a hardware disconnect between the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance. And there was no way to get those Pokemon in the first two series onto a Game Boy Advance. I wouldn't say that's the only reason well, that remake was, occurred. Right. That was the main logical reason without speculation. I just think that, um, that we haven't hit the point of... I don't think there's enough Gen 3 nostalgia to warrant... That I think that's the main barrier, honestly. Like, if they thought they could make mon- more money with it than releasing like the next game, I think they definitely would. I think you know, there's still a lot of um, people like me who have a lot of reservations about Generation Three and don't um, don't particularly adore a lot of the things about that game. I don't think um, we're to the point where the people who really do like that game for um, a lot of valid reasons have have gotten to the point where you know they're like prime nostalgia age you know yeah i don't see i wouldn't be surprised if one day we get a gen 3 remake but to say that it's definitely coming is so frustrating because that's like saying gray version was definitely coming yeah like that definitely did not happen you know how do you know you know maybe maybe they're gonna go back to gen 5 and release another ds game (laughs) Also, there was this, 
there was this pattern where it was like red and blue, gold and silver, uh, Crystal. R- ruby and sapphire. I'm just doing the main series. And then they went back to red and blue, and then diamond and pearl, and then gold and silver. So it was like, oh, now they're, they're doing this like alternating thing. Gen 5. Uh, they just threw us a curveball again for Gen 5. Okay, now we're getting Hoenn because gold and, gold and silver right before Gen 5, so we're definitely getting Gen 3 after Gen 5, and it was like, nope, we're getting Gen 6 right away. So it's like both patterns of like that people were banking off of for Hoenn got destroyed. There was no logic anymore. So now they're just grasping on the guy in the alley saying that he came from Hoenn when Gen 6 definitely had uh, references to every game. Pretty much. Pretty Didn't much. have references to Pokemon Troze. <laughs> You're right. Or Pokemon Rumble. Or Pokemon Rumble. Yeah, so the music collection came out, and you can download it in iTunes. I think it's uh, 10 bucks, like all the other ones were. So if uh, you're still dying to play Gen 3, well, you can at least relive the music. And for the record, I would play Gen 3 if they remade it. Just putting that out there. Oh, I would too, even though it's my least favorite. I know. Absolutely it. It least was, favorite. It rained in that game. That was cool. Well, because cast form was, I think, <laughs> came out in, in that uh, game. So let's talk about some video games. More important, can we can we do like one little oh, tiny, tiny news before we can. We, we can. Um, for those of us who, um, uh, like me, do enjoy um, playing with uh, uh, smug on rules and tiering, recently um, they did a vote on whether. Uh, the Lucario Knight item, so basically Mega Lucario, um, Genesect, and Deoxys speed form should be bumped up to Ubers because they were in overuse prior to that. Um, and Lucario Knight and Genesect uh, did, um, they bumped uh, Genesect and, um, and Lucario and Mega Lucario up to Ubers. Um, so that means we won't have to deal with having Mega Lucario and every round after we just thought we had solved that problem of uh, you know seeing Mega Kangaskhan in every round so hopefully there won't be some other Pokemon that, that takes that um, that niche although it's probably just going to be Mega Charizard now but but I mean at least at least we're heading towards more of like a stable um, overused tier for those of us who like to play with those rules. Well, yeah, that's kind of like the the real balance problem I feel that Smogon has, and they do a they do a really good job, of course, of trying to keep that balance. But it's like if you move out one Pokemon, that kind of makes room for a new one to fill that void. Uh, usually, at some point, you know, you've sort of sussed out like what is. Um, it takes a while, but you, at, at some point during the generation, they'll have sussed out like what. Pokemon are legitimately like too strong or um, too just annoying to deal with, um, and and bump those up. Um, for example, um, Wash Rotom is consistently one of the most used Pokemon in the game, but there's hardly any argument that it's an over overpowered Pokemon or that it doesn't belong in the tier because it's there are a lot of ways to deal with it. It just sort of has a lot of utility um, and. At some point, usually they find a way to make it so that um, even the most used Pokemon are things like Wash Rotom that um, aren't impossible to get around, but they are good. I mean, that's sort of the point of the overused tier. Yeah. Smoke on, smoke on, smoke on. They have a cool new logo. Just a 
Yeah, they do. I really like their new art direction. All right, are we ready to talk about some video games? Yeah. Yeah. So as we are recording this, five days, 42 minutes, and 45 seconds ago, something called Twitch Plays Pokemon appeared on Twitch.tv. And uh, it has been a phenomenon. So big that currently 75,000 people are watching and participating. And it has over it has shot over 7 million views on Twitch, making it the second highest video game streaming currently, I think, behind Hearthstone. Oh. For our listeners who don't know what this is, this is a... Uh, this is watching somebody play the original Pokemon Red, actually. And uh, most things on Twitch you're just watching. Uh, but this, you actually get to do some interaction. So in the comments, if you uh, leave a comment of either left, right, up, down, A, B, or start, it controls uh, your player, Red, on the screen. So you can actually play Pokemon uh, in Twitch. The catch is that not only are you playing, but every other person in the watching this video is playing. Um, so you have, at this point, uh, while we're recording, uh, 75,000 people controlling one character. Simultaneously. At the same time. This is the most ridiculous crap I've ever seen in my life. Well, they've been going Have you not heard of the wisdom of the crowd, Will? Yes. I'm not seeing the wisdom of the crowd in the, front of my eyes the power, right now. The power, just walked into a dead end. The power of mobs. <laughs> um, so I uh, actually heard about this on The Verge, uh, which was uh, when they were at day two. They just defeated Misty when I was watching. And uh, I had a lot of reservations. I was a lot like Will what, with, this is stupid, blah, blah, blah. Why would I watch this? Why are people participating in this? And then I, I sat down and I watched it probably for like an hour. It was on the on in the background while I was doing some work. And it was kind of it was kind of the point that they were at is they were they were at Bill and they had to get into Bill's house, talk to Bill so he would uh go into the machine, do its thing, come out and give I believe Bill gives you cut if I'm not mistaken. I haven't played Red and Blue in a while, but I think my memory serves me correct. And uh it was so interesting and awesome to like see like this character fumble around and get into the house, talk to Bill, but not wait for Bill to come out of the machine and just leave, and then start <laughs> making their way back down to Cer- to Cerulean City without finishing the conversation with Bill. <laughs> so it was like this internal struggle of like, no guys, you need to go back up. You can do this. <laughs> and that's like that's when it hooked me, where I was like, man, this is actually really interesting. And at that point when I was watching, there was only I think 25,000 people uh, controlling Red. And then I didn't watch it again, and then I came back the next day. Or, or I, would, I should say that, that night, and I was like, oh, they're on their way to Vermilion City. Like, that's cool. Um, except uh, they, they managed to, like, move back up, and they, they were trying to get to the daycare. And if you guys remember the daycare, like, you need to go you need to jump all these ledges and then yeah. like at one like at one point if you jump the last ledge you have to start all over <laughs> and that was like an internal struggle so then anytime like red approached ledges it was like oh my god if they move to the left just once they're gonna have to start this whole part over again 
And uh, that's really what's been happening for the last five hours. And I know you, I, I've been talking for a while. You both have seen it. What are your thoughts? Well, they're in the Team Rocket headquarters right now, right? They have, uh, yes, they've been in the Team Rocket headquarters for about the last eight hours. And it's got that puzzle, the tile puzzle, where if you walk on the arrows, it makes you spin and go bloop, bloop, bloop in one direction. Oh, my. They're going to be here for all eternity. I I don't understand. Like, I mean, it's obvious where he needs to go. Why don't people just touch the type that that button? Why? Because the world is full of trolls. Uh, Well, the the also the 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 main issue is there's a 40 second delay from when they type to when red does the action. Well, you. But the thing is, if you're watching the stream, there's 200 people typing up, and then one idiot types start. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely more people that want to see Red succeed than there are uh, for Red to fail. But there are people causing this this challenge. I'm pretty sure I just saw a penis light up in the chat. <laughs> I mean, an ASCII penis, but a penis nonetheless. Oh, I light up. Well, it's like took up the whole chat screen. Uh, oh, like a like a, a drawing of using characters. Yeah, I see. Uh, Travis, your thoughts on this? Um, I don't find it like exactly riveting to watch. Um, I really like like it as an experiment and like see how long it'll take. And I like the idea of um, the sort of. Uh, uh, all these people going on an endeavor that would be way easier with just one person. I think it's sort of funny, but I don't think I'll find myself watching it for very long. I like that it's sort of generating all these inside jokes, um, and I like that it's you know getting people, uh, you know, making people love a thing that's related to Pokemon. I'm always for that, but I don't know. It's it's sort of painful for me to watch Red. Uh, run in circles and hit start and sometimes releases Pokemon accident. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a couple. So the person who created this, uh, I have an interview with them that we'll get to in a second, but, uh, they have remained anonymous and they created this just for like a social experiment. And it wasn't very popular the first, uh, I would say the first day and a half. So it is, unsure of what really happened during that time uh but since this gained so much traction uh obviously over seven million views that there has been a subreddit created for it and there has been a google docs form as well as about 30 twitter accounts uh related to this none made by the original creator of course all made by fans and uh the the Google Docs. Oh, there's also a Bubblepedia page about this uh, as well. That's how official this this thing goes to. That's how deep the rabbit hole goes. Uh, the Google Docs is really awesome because it uh, it fills you in. It's like the uh, it's like the TV guide for the soap opera you missed. You, you get all the info that you might have missed while you were sleeping. So uh, it starts off with the current goal. So uh, as we are recording, they are five out, five days and fifty minutes in. And their current goal is to get the lift key, uh, which will, as uh, expressed frustration, as they keep hitting these tiles and spinning in the wrong direction, they have no polka dolls left, and they still need to get the uh, the sl- the Silphico scope, and they have had four badges: uh, the Boulder badge, unknown; the um, Cascade badge, they got at one day and eighteen hours; the 
Thunder Badge was two days, 11 hours, and they got the Rainbow uh, Badge exactly 24 hours ago, uh, sitting at four days and 47 minutes. And uh, they've seen 71 Pokemon so far, owning 12 of them. Uh, very big accomplishment for uh, this team of people who uh, seem to hate each other and don't want Red to succeed. This Google Docs is so up to date that it keeps all its Pokemon recorded. So right now, uh, our fellow Red has an Oddish at level 22, a Rattata at level 14 with the nickname Digrat, a Flareon at uh, level 25, and they somehow named it False Prophet. We'll get to that. A Drowsy, a the Ducks, the Farfetch that you can trade the Hiker for at some point in the game. I think it's Vermilion City, right? Not the Hiker, the... Uh, the rich dude. I don't remember what type of NPC <laughs> the person you trade for a Farfetch is. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I definitely do. Farfetch is sweet. Uh, and then finally they have their Pidgeot, which is at uh, level 44, uh, which is nicknamed Bird Jesus. Uh, it also goes in depth of what items they have. They have, have one Helix Fossil, which has probably had the most amount of jokes. They've tossed Three Moonstones and two Nuggets. They just threw them away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have, have some TMs and stuff left. So those are the six Pokemon that they currently have. They've had a Spearow, which they did trade for Ducks. They did that uh, two days in. You're probably curious of what happened to the starter. Didn't they start with a Charmander, a Squirtle, or a Bulbasaur? They did. They started with a Charmander. They evolved it to Charmeleon, and at one point, the Charmeleon named A B B B B B B K parenthesis to the right, <laughs> which was also nicknamed uh, Abby for short, was at level thirty-four, and the mob decided to put Abby into the PC, and then the mob decided to release Abby into the wild. <laughs> Uh, following the, the poor release of Abby, they released their Rattatad nicknamed J-L-V-W-N-N-O-O-O-O-O, uh, or the fans called him Jay Leno. Uh, they released <laughs> Jay Leno right after Abby, uh, th- uh, three minutes afterwards, uh, into the wild. Uh, that was very tragic for our adventure, Red. Uh, but yeah, pretty pretty impressive. Uh, pretty much the current red attack because they've somehow caught two red attacks. Uh, learned pretty much most TMs. It knows uh, Dig, Body Slam, and Thunderbolt. It is quite the popular Pokemon there, and uh, they're still working their way uh, in Team Rocket's base. Same place I left them an hour ago. Yeah, they they're struggling. They they did make it to the end. Uh, Will they did make it to the end? But then somebody decided to use the escape rope. And uh, they've had to start over since then. Well, the thing is, I can see the item that they need to get. I yeah. can see it. They're really struggling. It's like they just won't move in that direction. I the, There's a couple time lapses on YouTube if you want to like go back and see what they have did. They made it all the way through Mount... And not Mount... What is the cave connecting Cerulean to Lavender? I can't remember. It's right below the power plant. But the the cave you need flash in. They made it through that whole cave without needing flash. They did. They just did it dark. Uh, I think they died twice in the cave and had to redo it. And 
I, I want to see the replay of how they got through Lieutenant Surge's gym because that's like you have to hit the trash cans in order, and if you hit the wrong trash can, you have to start over again. So I have no clue how they did that. But Probably I think, during a low usage time period. Now, where are they going now? <laughs> I don't know where they're going. They're, they're going to the beginning again. And uh, they, they did spend about six hours in Erica's gym to get the rainbow badge. Uh, more statistics for you guys, because I know you wanted to know. In the past two hours, the down button has been pressed 14%, the up button 12%, the A button 4%, the B button 13%, uh, left and right both at 14%, select at 2%, and the start button at 8%. You said in some way they were penalized for hitting start. How does that work? Uh, yeah, the creator, uh, so the creator had to disable the select button because people's were using it to soft reset the game. Uh, oh. So he disabled the select button, and then he realized people were pressing start to slow down red. So he was giving people like a 10-second penalty where you couldn't submit any commands for hitting start. Yeah. I don't know if that, that's changed much, uh, but uh, it's pretty crazy how they have these statistics up. But uh, badatvideogames.net did an interview with this guy. They, uh, they asked him who he was, or she is. Uh, he said, I, I want to keep my identity private. I'm not the kind of person who enjoys a lot of attention, although I will say I live in Australia. So is the creator of Flappy Bird. <laughs> no, I think he's from, he's from uh, Vietnam. That's what he'd have you believe. That's right. Uh, he's a self-taught programmer. Um, the He kind of explains how it works. He did this as a social experiment. Um, this is a ROM hack of Pokemon Red that allows uh, all 151 Pokemon to be caught legitimately, or at least legitimate for a ROM hack. And he wanted it to be... He wanted them to complete the Pokedex uh, as much as possible. I don't know if that's doable since they only have 12 at this point after five days. Um, I wonder if, I wonder like once the, all the hype dies down and there are fewer people involved, if that would be a thing that eventually happened. You know what I'm saying? Like when it gets to like a hundred people watching or that sort of thing. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is even if like you think this is, this is stupid or this is a waste of time, uh, this has like inspired other Twitch streams, like Twitch plays Tetris or Twitch plays Final Fantasy VI. Like all these Twitch plays have like appeared out of nowhere. So it's cool. Like it's 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 dumb now. Well, not to me. I think it's amazing. Uh, but if it's dumb, <laughs> but if it's they're just looking at the Butterfree Pokedex. Effects, oh. uh, but if it if it's dumb to you now, it's cool to like look back and it's like. This has started it like it's cool to see that Pokemon started a trend on Twitch. So if anything, well, and it's it's an interesting concept because it is the you know if I have an infinite number of monkeys working on an infinite number of typewriters, eventually Hamlet will be produced. So I, I guess with all the monkeys playing the game right now, um, they will eventually get to the end given an infinite amount of time. So far, they've been going at one badge a day. So in the next 24 hours, they should have 
the next badge, whatever that is. In the next 24 hours, they will still be doing this tile puzzle because they can't seem to manage to get up to the top of the screen. No, they've already so, did it. They've already did it once. They just had an escape room. There's then. an item right over there, which they did. No, they need to get so a will. The, the strange thing is that their Oddish is actually nicknamed Rosencrantz. <laughs> Funny how that comes together, isn't it? Uh, so how did the naming, how did they get it so that the names weren't complete gibberish? Oh, so, they are, if they're nicknamed, but the actual, like, so okay, the actual okay. nickname in the game is complete gibberish, but, like, they've given them in, informal nicknames. Yeah, the, the, two, the two gibberish ones that ended up getting released, uh, Abby and uh, Jay Leno, uh, they were named before the stream got really popular, so I, I think the creator said there was only about 100 people playing at that time. I know the the current mob has been able to evolve Eevee into Flareon using a Firestone, which blew my mind, uh, that no one was pressing B to stop that. And I do know they stopped Pidgeotto from evolving a couple times, but now it is a Pidgeot. The last thing the creator said in the interview is that uh, he's really worried about the Safari Zone because he doesn't think that the mob can get to the, to the end in the proper amount of steps. So if the Safari Zone becomes an issue, uh, he will modify it so there's more steps for them to get to. I don't know if he'll have to modify this uh, Team Rocket base because they're really struggling here. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, it's painful to watch. Uh, <laughs> and the item that they need is just right over there, just left up, up, <laughs> right, 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 right. Come on. So, if this is still going on in about a week, which I, th- <laughs> which I think it will be, uh, because if for for those of you who are unfamiliar or need a refresher on Pokemon Red. The last stretch of getting to the Pokemon League is a whole ledge, and it's a very long ledge, and if you move to the left just a little bit, you have to start your whole journey to the door of the Pokemon League over again. So I think that will that will delay a lot. Also, I'm curious to see what happens when they get the Master Ball, because uh, they can either toss it right away, which they've been doing with most items, uh, or I can see them throwing it at, in a trainer battle, which would cause them to waste it. Or finding a gold duck. They could find a gold duck. Wouldn't that Throwing be amazing? Throwing it at a gold duck. What if we got all of the Pokemon Podcast fans to prevent the Master Ball from getting tossed to save for a gold duck? You know, even with the tremendous power of the Pokemon Podcast, it's super effective, whatever you want to call it, fan base. Um, it is still a small percentage of the number of people who are screwing up this stream right now. Yeah, it's pretty awful. They've gone in a circle about seven times since uh, we've been talking about this. They've gone upstairs and downstairs about seven They're times. They're really good at saving the game, though. They save the game more than I do. Which is- I'm waiting for like, the ROM to become corrupted from too many saves. Yeah. Maybe. They also like to look at themselves. They keep well. I guess it starts at red. Doesn't the, the ROM it? has to. Be, I mean, if the ROM can handle like seven seventy thousand inputs at once, I think it can handle saving the game a couple times. They're also really good at checking the Pokedex. They need to know that War Turtle still exists and that they've seen it. They're no, pretty, no, 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 not again. Uh, they're going. Up, they're going up. Oh, they got. They almost have it. They almost have it. Oh no, never mind. No, it's all downhill. No, wrong. Uh, up, uh, up. Yeah. Well, forces them to go up. Let's see. All right. So we'll take a 
quick break for you guys, and we'll come back with uh, the end segment of our show. All right, and and we are back from our break to bring you the final segment. Uh, just for the record, while we are in break, uh, Twitch plays Pokemon is still in the uh, still in Team Rocket's headquarters, so no worries there, guys. You didn't miss anything. Uh, we've been doing this new segment on the show of running down our recent reviews in iTunes because. Uh, it is a way for us to give shout-outs to you guys, and it is a way for uh, us to feel better about ourselves, uh, that you guys have nice things to say. Uh, so if you want a shout-out, uh, please leave us a review in iTunes, and we will read it on air. I think we have five this week. There are some international reviews. Uh, we're not reading those this week because uh, we want to try to keep it short, and we're slowing down here on reviews. So uh, we're going to tackle international reviews next episode. I know there's a couple of you guys. Um, unless I'm just exaggerating that, and there could only be zero of you guys. Uh, where do we leave off, Will? Oh, man. It actually looks like there have been uh, quite a few <laughs> new ones. Oh, um, wait, so wait. The guy with the toes. Wait. Uh, yeah, okay. So we did the toes. The guy with the toes. Uh, that narrows it down a lot. He eats with his feet. Okay, so I it's see where we are. a dot, 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 pretty all right show. Yeah, that, that is our first one. From uh, Brodouche, uh, all one word. So you can pronounce that correctly. Uh, I, probably, I probably slaughtered it in his name. It's probably... It's probably Brodouche. Brodouche. It's probably Brodouche. Yes, I think Travis was right there. Uh, I, he, he says, this is dot, dot, dot. Pretty all right show. Five stars. Thank you, bro douche. Uh, moving on. Uh, by My Little Ponyta, I bequeath thee to my beloved son. Upon my passing, I bequeath to my Pokemon bank filled with all the Pokemon from the first 25 generations with the hope that you will continue to add more Pokemon are released as I am certain there are 75,000 now. <laughs> I do this in my hopes none of my prodigy will never endure the painstaking agony of completing a national Pokedex from scratch ever, <laughs> uh, ever again. Sincerely, your loving father. P.S. You were conceived the moment that Togepi hatched from its egg. <laughs> I think that's one of the most incredible reviews we've ever had. It's quite, quite intriguing. Thank you, my little ponyta. Uh, this podcast rocks by Cool Joe eighty eight. This is a really informative podcast that covers a wide range of news, anything from general news, TCG, VGC, anime, and so on. This is this is the definite podcast for Pokemon info. Keep up the great work, guys! Yay! Why? Thank you, Cool Joe eight eight. Keep up the great work, Travis. Wee. Uh, this review is by Asher1669. Super effective entertainment. That's a good. I like that. That could be like a. That's <laughs> like a gigantic compliment to you. <laughs> oh man, I like that. That could be what like. Did... 
That could be on a VHS player. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Some Betamax. Um, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> this is definitely one of my favorite podcasts. SBJ and the gang are great on their delivery of news, tips, and banter. They may not always get the pronunciations right, but heck, neither do I. I like the personalities these guys bring to the table. I enjoy when Will throws in a... Yeah. And while I might not be, while I might not have a Bidoof named Peanut Butter, I do have a Centrit named Nutella, and that's just as good. It I certainly would, I like, is. I like that in all these, Steve and Will get specified by name, but all I get is the gang. <laughs> uh, I always look forward to the next episode. Keep up the good work, guys. That's great work, dude. I'm sorry. Great the great work. work. The great work. Uh, Travis the Gang Wheeler. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think you're in one of these upcoming reviews, Travis. Hold, hold. What? Yeah, it's a negative one, right? I, I would only hope. Hold your pony top. We're, we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> a critical hit by Fisher Chandler. I only discovered the show a few months ago when... When the Twitter for ISC followed me, and I have to so I have to say I'm so glad I started to. You guys make even the worst rush hour traffic pleasant. My my runs runs humorous. That didn't make sense at first. My runs humorous and <laughs> that would mean that he's <laughs> laughing as he has to go to the toilet. <laughs> and Tuesday, but always humorous. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday is now my favorite. <laughs> I can't finish this review. Uh, <clears throat> and Tuesday is now a favorite day of mine because I know there will be a new podcast. Thank you guys for making the most mundane tasks awesome. Also, thank you for the pronunciation of Dark Ride. It's Dark Ride. Dark Ride. Uh, yeah, Dark Ride is amazing. Still uh, haven't seen it. And I'm glad that we're hitting every Tuesday. I mean, we sh- we record the shows. Hopefully, we try to hit the shows on Sunday or Monday. Uh, but then we try to get them out by Tuesday night, so that ensures consistency. Because we usually always record on Mondays. It's just depending on the time. Like like this would be a good example where it's too late to cut and edit because I am an old man. Uh, so we try to hit on Tuesday. So I'm glad you guys are starting to see that, and I'm glad we're able to give you that consistency now. Uh, next one is the show is the highlight of my day by Coters, Cooters, Coters. Hey guys, thanks for doing this podcast. My brother and I listen uh, to you guys while driving on long road trips. My parents always ask what we are listening to and they always guess, is that that silly Pokemon show? Cracks us up all the time. Continue the great work. Please don't listen to us while your parents are also there. I don't want them to think poorly of me. <laughs> I don't think the implication is that the parents are listening as well. I I would imagine. I think this is a headphone situation. Yeah, I, think I hope so. I think this is like either they're sharing headphones or they got a splitter. And if they got a splitter, let me just tell them that they are some serious Pokemon trainers. If they wait, let's. If they have DNA splicers, let's slow down though. What if they don't and they just have two iPods? And then they get in the car and they they're driving to like um, they're doing their road trip to visit Uncle Uncle Steve in Arizona, right? And they're driving along and they're and the one turns to the other and, and the one brother are they, are they brothers? Is that what it was? 
Yeah. 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 Oh, the yeah. one brothers, the one brothers, like it's time. And they whip out their iPods. They, your pause was a little long. They, they whip out <laughs> their iPods. That would be if I was telling the story. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then it's like a, it's like a Mission Impossible synchronized watches thing. They're like in in the same way that when we start the show, Steve is always like in three, two, one. What's up? They're like in three, two, one, play. And so it like mirrors the inside baseball of a show it's like where we were, Steve is like in three, two, one, and then we start. It's like we're there with them in the car, really. That's that would be a little more terrifying. A bit. Alright, next one's a bit of a long one. And I I do want to say that would Deegan would Deacon Wedgekun? Wedgekun, that's also good. <laughs> that's also good. Uh, gave us a four out of five, which is which is a great review. Uh, anything that's not a one. I mean, if you give us a one, at least say it's because you hate Quick Law. Um, <laughs> gave us a four out of five. Uh, messaged me on Twitter afterwards, just giving me a follow up to his review, saying he loves the show, but he had he had some suggestions for improvement. So this is mostly for Will, of course. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so. First off, to give some context, I wanted to say that I was first subscribed during the lead-up to Pokemon X and Y's release. I like what they do with this podcast, but I would like to offer some constructive and respectful criticism. I like that. He didn't say I like that. I said that. Uh, the hosts have good rapport and do a good job of covering current Pokemon-related news. However, they often neglect to do basic search research on their topics uh, they present. They are also very light on competitive battling or mechanics information, or even at times present incorrect information, especially when talking about uh, those on the video game sides of things, video game side of Pokemon. One of the hosts, actually a professional Pokemon TCG player, so I, th- I think he's talking about you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest. <laughs> He's obviously making a humorous joke there. <laughs> uh, so I think there's more expertise on the card side of things. Uh, accuracy is something they need to improve on because explaining complex and useful topics in Pokemon correctly in an easy to understand way is one of the main reasons I think people would want to listen to a Pokemon podcast. For now, though, they are the best Pokemon podcast I've seen in iTunes, but only because no one else has done a more competent one. I like that word, competent. Uh, At if least another- for competent. I can, I, can, I can deal with competent. Yeah. That's something I didn't know we were. <laughs> uh, this, is, this review is glowing. Uh, if another podcast comes up in more detailed, in-depth, accurate information about Pokemon mechanics like breeding and battling, then I, it could be quickly lo- they could quickly lose that title. No one ever says, I want to be the second best like no one ever was. Well, Wedgkun, may I recommend to you our friend Andrew's YouTube series. What was it? What is it uh, called? Uh, Pokemon the Battle, Battle Arcade. Arcade. Battle Arcade, where he actually goes in depth explaining breeding and and all that biz. Um, uh, boy, there's so, so many things. <laughs> uh, I think uh, to be to, to be serious, I think he was uh, talking about. Uh, 
me being the TCG player is my assumption. Uh, for those of you maybe new listeners, I was very into the Pokemon trading card game in uh, early 2013 uh, and 2012. And uh, I, I recently stopped playing just uh, because of new hobbies and whatnot and the art show that I put on last year. Uh, but I was ranked uh, number six or something in Wisconsin for quite a long time until I stopped playing. And I did uh, top cut at a regionals, a winter regionals or something like that. But uh, I do know a lot about the TCG, and I uh, both hate and love the TCG dearly. Uh, but I think to tackle your whole review, which which is awesome, I appreciate the feedback. I think we all appreciate the feedback, is uh, we... Uh, never really set out to be a super competitive show or to teach people about competitiveness. I think we dabbled in that in both uh, the video game uh, and the card game uh, to see if people like that. And, and for the most part, they did. Uh, but at the same time, it was... Uh, I mean, besides, there are certain people like Travis and Kenny who are super into the video game and... Will and I were super into the card game, and we didn't want to break up the show into, like, this is the video game show and this is the TCG yeah. show. Uh, we never wanted to do that. So we kind of took a step back and realized that we like all aspects of Pokemon, and no no one really tackled that as, as what we did. So that's kind of why uh, the show is silly and it's, it's not serious. And if you're a long-time listener, really the only reason you're listening is because for some reason uh, you like us and you don't care about news and stuff. But <laughs> Or accuracy. Uh, but there has been really good competitive shows. Uh, there was a podcast called The Meta Podcast. And uh, The Meta Podcast... There, okay, so there's like four different Meta Podcasts. But there was a Meta Podcast that was based off a YouTube series called The Meta Podcast. And they were two guys uh, that were professional Smogon battlers and they knew a ton, a ton of like in-depth, like more than Travis, more than Kenny, they they knew it all and uh, they ran for about four or five months and they were really awesome, especially if you cared about that side of Pokemon. And that's where I learned most of my Smogon information from. But there are podcasts that do that, uh, but a lot of those podcasts don't last a long time they don't last almost four years like our show is and so uh that's probably why we lose and gain more listeners is because we're always changing the show so the next episode could be like super competitive heavy and then the next show after that we could be uh watching a pokemon movie going duh cry uh so i think that's the cool thing about our show is it offers a ton of variety uh but at the same time that might not be something uh, a competitive battler would be looking for or somebody who is super into the card game because we don't focus on one said topic. We try to get it all. And yeah. usually and usually when we do go a little more in depth into the, the video game side of things, it's usually when, you know, uh Steve's out and about and I'm and I'm hosting things and I'll definitely try next time to be a little more on top of things in terms of my um the uh, pre-production of the show and making sure that I have, you know, the proper Bulbapedia tabs open and, and have a, a better uh, starting frame for, for doing that. Because I think that, that criticism is valid, that when we do get into the competitive side of things, sometimes there are mistakes, and that is a good point, that, you know, we don't want to be spreading false information. 
Yeah. And I usually yeah. put Travis on the spot when he has to record, so that's <laughs> my fault for usually not giving Travis enough time to prepare. Uh, yeah. But now, what I was, I was going to say, what I, the way I usually explain it to guys I'm trying to hook up with is that it's kind of like <laughs> a, a Pokemon 101 course. It's, it's a survey yeah. about, you know, all different things that can happen in Pokemon. It's not your in-depth, you know, detailed metaphysical concepts of battling within Pokemon. This is just the one you take freshman year and, you know, you decide whether you want to actually major in Pokemon or possibly look into some other activity for your uh, college Although major. metaphysics of Pokemon, I would be all over that class. <laughs> of course you would, because you like chairs. <laughs> okay, the point of the chair thing is that I don't... Whatever, we can get into this later. <laughs> Uh, by Bobberson Smith. Great podcast. I have to start this review saying that Will that Will saying yeah. is the most annoying thing ever. <laughs> okay. Didn't somebody like two reviews ago say they love it when I say yeah. that? <laughs> we didn't we didn't plan that at all. Will just knows they hit the mark. Uh, okay, either then that your po- your podcast along with some good old Gucci Mane, Young Thug, and Keith, Keith Chief Keith keep me awake on my three hour drive. You guys keep me from falling asleep behind the wheel. Ha ha ha. Uh, when it we comes save to- lives here, <laughs> we save lives here. When it comes to Pokemon, you guys give your honest opinion on what you think is the best and giving the latest news along with some cool tidbits. Uh, oh, also, when you guys are talking about how two, no two spindas are the same, I traded a clone for a shiny spinda five times, and now I wonder traded four, so now there are five identical shiny spindas. LOL. That was random, but thanks for a great show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I get that there are annoying things. I listen to a ton of podcasts. Uh, we can confirm DLC. Uh, a, a bunch of Kevin Smith shows, uh, a bunch of other podcasts that are uh, pretty irrelevant to Pokemon or anything gaming related. I listen to a ton of shows, and there's always somebody who annoys me on uh, other shows. So I totally get where you're coming from. Uh, I think the person who's most annoying on It's Super Effective is uh, Steve, but you know he's only on like 98% of the time, so... And I think we all agree with that. Yeah. You know, we're, we're working to improve that. I think so, too. Travis? Gosh, you have no idea how many times I've just hovered over the hang-up call button on Skype because your voice is just so infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I do it out of, out of pure altruism. I think if there's any case uh, for an example of pure altruism not not by any other motivation it's it's just that i continue to be part of the show even though your voice is like like um like nails on on multitudes of chalkboards <laughs> that's right that's right just kidding i love you steve uh two more reviews for you <laughs> <laughs> two more reviews for you guys uh and again we appreciate the reviews uh they actually like they're really fun to read and you guys are really awesome and i think it's cool that Pokemon Podcast has such a cool fan base, and uh, hopefully you guys now realize how cool uh, the other fans that listen to the show are. Um, so our next review is a Pokefans Dream Podcast by Hopeful Wanderer. 
Uh, I came across It's Super Effective in June of 2013 and started rejoicing. Finally, I found a decent Pokemon-related podcast that didn't fizzle out after five episodes. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's true. Um, Steve, Will, and Travis provide news and commentary on Pokemon (laughs) TCG, VGC, and anime. They also occasionally throw in an occasional health tip, uh, such as the evils of gluten. It was exciting to learn. I, it was exciting to learn that I wasn't the only person who enjoyed berry farming so much as Will. Keep up the great work, and thanks for all that you do. All right, last one is awesome podcast by Spirit Tris. I actually love this podcast. Granted, I only started listening to it, but it's so great. I love that the fact that you guys not only talk about Pokemon but also about vegetables. Also, what's wrong with the Quick Claw? P.S. Will's my favorite. What? <laughs> <laughs> do we tell the quick claw story again? Uh, yeah. Do you want to tell the quick claw story, Travis? Gosh, I wasn't even there. This was this was pre. This was the pre-Travis. You know, I like to divide the history of it. Super effective as pre, uh, and I'm not going to say post because I'm still here, but pre <laughs> and and in the year of our Travis. The we'll, year of we'll Travis. That. Yeah, um, so in the before Travis era, um, BT when it was time. just Steve, yeah, 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 when it was just, uh, they're actually calling it BTE now to, <laughs> to make it a little more secular. <laughs> um, uh, when it was just Steve and Aaron, um, I, th- I don't know if it was Steve or Aaron, but one of you recommended the addition of Quick Claw on a Pokemon that was pretty me. slow. It was me. It was it was Steve. He's gonna own up to it, um, because you know then it can move first sometimes. But here's the thing: Quick Claw is one of the worst items in the game. <laughs> it, it is not. It's a tiny percent. It's got a tiny, tiny, tiny percent chance of making you go first, um, to the point where it's it's completely unreliable and the ex- and it's you're much better better going off with something like a choice scarf, which is not only going to make you outspeed most Pokemon, but it's gonna do so every turn. Um, but anyway, someone left a scathing review. Um, a one-star review. A one-star scathing review talking about um, how dare they even even acknowledge the existence of the Quick Claw item. So that's always a good time. It's always a good laugh. Uh, there was when, when we were all playing X and Y, like the week X and Y came out and Twitter was all about X and Y, I had people like, Snapping pictures of like them getting quick claw and X and Y and tweeting them at me. So good. <laughs> so Gucci. Uh, that's all the reviews we have for you guys. Uh, that was a lot. So if that bored you, sorry. But uh, for everyone who left a review, you are awesome. And hopefully you liked hearing your review of making fun of Will uh, online. That was cool. Uh, update yeah. on. <laughs> that wasn't even me. Uh, update on Twitch Plays Pokemon. They are still in Team Rocket's base, still on the spinning pads. It is <laughs> five days, one hour, 31 minutes. They actually lost progress. <laughs> you know what's funny is they're actually getting through the game faster than I would. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Uh, we have our Pokemon of the Week. Uh, this week's Pokemon of the week is Umbreon, which is the dark type Pokemon. 
the I do love that his Japanese name is Blackie, which I had an uncle whose name was Blackie. So that's awesome. That's, that's quite wonderful. Japanese name Blackie, uh, the Moonlight Pokemon, to be exact, but one of the very first Dark type Pokemon ever showed. It was like the Sylveon of Gold and Silver. Will, did Whoa. you say that you had a pet named Blackie? Is that what you said? An uncle uh, named uncle. Blackie. Thank oh. you. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I asked, because then I was going to ask you if it was named after the Twin Peaks character, and that would have gotten a little awkward. No, my, uh, my uncle was actually named after the horse that he took care of, as oh, was my okay. Uncle Pete. Uncle Pete and Blackie. Mm-hmm. Um, Umbreon evolves from Eevee when leveled up with high friendship during the night, or when around a moon shard. It is Eevee, one of Eevee's final forms, the others being Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon, Espeon, Leafeon, Glaceon, Blazeon, and Sylveon. <laughs> Blazeon? <laughs> is that the 420 Pokemon? I just slipped one in my head. Just slipped one in there. Um... That I mean, that's that's what I got for Umbreon. It is eighty-seven uh, percent male, twelve point five percent female, with a height of three foot, three feet, three inches, sixty pounds. Uh, I mean, Umbreon's pretty slick. Travis can tell you why it's good in the video game. Yeah, it's a very good defensive Pokemon. It's good as um, the. They usually refer to this specific niche as like a cleric. I think is the term um, referring to like the. Um, archetype and like RPGs, but what, what Umbreon can do really well is because it has good bulk in both defense and special defense, better in special defense, but it works um, either way. Um, it can pass Wish to other Pokemon, it can use Heal Bell to heal up your team, it's generally um, a support Pokemon that's going to be um, a good pivot, something you can switch into uh, and then uh, save another Pokemon or um, use Heal Bell and recover things, or uh, because it has Stab on Foul Play, uh, can be very good at um, taking out uh, like a Sweeper or something. It doesn't deal well with um, defensive Pokemon, be given that Foul Play uh, has its damage calculated based on the attack set of your opponent, but, um, but, it is, uh, but those are sort of the three best moves you're probably going to be running on Umbreon, given its uh, base stats and that sort of thing. Um, Umbreon is also just sort of cool. It's one of the cooler um, EV evolutions, I think. You can also use a physically defensive one with Curse. That's always an, a popular one, like Curse and Payback. Um, but Follow Play is just too cool, you know? Will, do you have any TCG aspects for Umbreon? I don't think he's he or she is that popular. In the- uh, yeah, I would say don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> good, good advice, good advice. Uh, by National Pokedex order, Umbreon is the first Dark-type Pokemon. Uh, Eevee cannot be evolved into Espeon or Umbreon in Fire, Red, or Leaf Green due to the lack of time uh, in those games. And then, uh, this is just some more trivia, in Pokemon Stadium 2, Pokemon Coliseum, and Pokemon XD, Umbreon glows between its regular and shiny col- colorations. Colorations? According to the Diamond and Pearl Pokedex, Umbreon, Glaceon, and Leafeon have identical footprints. And despite appearing many times, no Umbreon in the anime has ever been seen using a Dark-type move. Hmm. I think the shiny Umbreon looks very pretty. It is black and blue instead of black and gold. 
And actually, um, I would say that people that cosplay as Umbreon are probably the least offensive cosplayers I've ever come across. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. They're pretty chill? Here's well, the- not in their attitude. I just meant in their actual costuming. Oh, got it. Uh, here's, here's the question for you two. Espeon or Umbreon? Espeon. I knew Travis was going to pick Espeon, but I'm more of a dark type, so I would pick Umbreon. I, I would also pick Umbreon. You're, you're a brooding soul, Will. <laughs> I'm, I'm a dark type. I always thought uh, Umbreon was more of like the, the boy, Evie, and Espeon was also more of the girl, Evie. Well, thank you for um, per- perpetrating your heteronormative values just because yeah, we'll Espeon see is, later, Steve. is black. Uh, uh, it was, yeah, it was more of all like cats are boys and all cats are girls, right? It was more of like a, a brother sister thing. Like I can't have Espion because you had Espion. Like, would you? Would you, Travis? Did you play Red and Blue with your brother? Yes. Did you pick the same Pokemon as him? Yes. Oh my God! You just ruined my whole thing. <laughs> I could never because he uh, is six years older than me, and so when I was a kid, he was the coolest person in the world. So if he was gonna pick Squirtle, I was gonna pick Squirtle because gosh darn it, like he knows everything because he's six years older than me. If he picked Mankey, you picked Mankey. I was I was manking it up. (laughs) (laughs) Your brother's twenty seven now. Uh, uh, yes, he's 27. Mm, I could date him. Mm. <laughs> you could make, you, you could make it up with you. Travis's brother. Make it up. <laughs> <laughs> Mank City. Woo, I think that's a good way <laughs> to uh, end the show. Manky, manky. Um, by the time the show <laughs> is up... Manky, like manky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come by, on. By, by the time this show is up, the Shorty Awards uh, will probably be closed, but I want to... Thank everyone who took the time to nominate both uh, at Pokemon Podcast and myself at Dragging Lake for a Shorty Award. And uh, Travis, where can they find you? Twitter.com slash VTravisW. Oh, and it would also be cool if you want um, uh, to add me on Hearthstone. That would be cool. I won't give you like my email I use to sign up because that's like my personal one, but um, if you if if you want to surrender your emails, if you want to like uh, send me a direct message on Twitter um, or something with your the the email that's linked to your uh, to your battle.net account, we can get some Hearthstoning going on. That would be cool. I'm not very good at the game, I'll warn you, but I would like uh, more folks to play with. And I'm assuming there's some pokey stone overlaps. I would uh, oh. I would imagine. Add me, Travis, because because uh, I installed it. I just don't ever play it. Oh, you guys oh, it's both playing. I haven't played it yeah. yet because I feel like it's just going to be like the new Pokemon TCG. Just suck me in. Yeah, but this one, theoretically, you don't ever have to pay for. That's right. That's... You can just keep being awesome and making That's making right. gold. And there's no Pokemon. So it's even. And there's no pocket monsters. It's even better. It's even better. Um, <laughs> Will, where can they find you? Well, I've been pondering this and thinking it over, and uh, my clout score is, has been seriously <laughs> lagging of late. And I, I know it's not because I have fewer Twitter followers than, uh, than Travis, because everything I tweet gets favorited 100 times and retweeted 300 <laughs> times. So I'm not, not necessarily worried about my Twitter value, but 
But my Facebook, I only have like eight Facebook friends. So anybody who wants to, <laughs> this is going to be horrible, can go to uh, facebook.com slash stabinate D speaker. And that D is for delicious. Um, and, and try to friend me. And let's see if you can meet my criteria for being my Facebook friend. And then the more Facebook friends I have, the higher my cloud score will go, right? So Let, let's, let's allow see how me that to get on, Allow me to get on my soapbox. Delete your cloud thing. No. <laughs> there is nothing that thing does. I'm speaking like phenomenologically here, like from my experience. Um, it's awful. Like all it does is ruin your self-esteem. If it goes up, you don't care. You're just like, oh, whatever. It went up a point. Like I'm like, it's still whatever. But if it goes down, your world is crushed. Yeah. Dude, you don't know how low my self-esteem is already. (laughs) It was one of the best decisions I made that year. There were not a lot of good decisions I made last year, but but of all of them, deleting the cloud. Maybe it's because your cloud score has never gone as high as 55. I don't really remember. You know what, Will? I'm so beyond, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. um, like adjudication and, like, putting numbers on things. Mm -hmm. I don't even really remember what my cloud score was, you know? Like, I just just live in the moment. What really makes a chair a chair? So, you know what I have to say to that? Facebook.com slash stabinate D speaker. The D is for delicious. Steve. You know what uh, what is worse than clout? Sorry, I was reading Secrets. Uh, there's this app called Secret. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, yeah, to search it in the app store, it's Secret Speak Freely. It's a white app with a little fox. Uh, but it reads your, your address book, both uh, phone numbers and uh, emails, because that's not personal or anything. Uh, and then uh, it matches you with other people in your address book that has secret and then uh, you post secrets and you don't know who posted these secrets and you can comment secretly and post secretly and uh, it's kind of driving you crazy because you don't know who posted what and if they're referring to you or they're not talking about you or uh, it's uh, it's an interesting app so if uh, you like don't do it. if you want to have worse self-esteem download secret speak freely it's free and uh it's at least good looking it's a good looking app so uh there you go it's well designed even if all the people on it are morons and if you're worried about them getting your personal information if one of your friends downloaded it they already have your information because your friends would have uploaded your information in order to make the app work so uh you shouldn't even worry so just, about that just just uh throw your friends who don't have it under the bus <laughs> exactly so you might as well just take more people with you and uh, actually, the developer is really cool and runs a pretty good Medium blog. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you can do so at Dragging a Lake. I will tell you secrets personally on Twitter. Uh, if you go there, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, you can go to our website. You can shoot uh, us an email, Pokemon uh, SBJ at PKMNCast.com. And uh, right now, uh, the Twitch Plays Pokemon is still in Team Rocket Slayer. Will they be there next week? You find oh. out on the next episode of It's Super Effective. Uh, and like always... They just use the Helix Fossil. <laughs> the Helix Fossil is the only true knower of this. Uh, 
Thank you, Travis. Yeah, anytime. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Steve. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super effective. Yeah. Long, long live the Helix Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what is this Bidoof thing that I missed? <laughs>